This is the D Free Podcast. I'm DeForest Sores, your host. With me is Tamika Stembridge, your co-host. We want to keep you in the black, so we're going to bring you the pulse of spiritual, mental, and financial health for our people. So the biggest thing is is having a fear of trying to do things different and exploring different options, right? Hello, everybody. This is DeForest Sores from D Free with Tamika Stembridge, the executive director of our foundation. And you are tuned in to our podcast, In the Black. It's not just for black people, but it makes black people feel good to know that one good reason to use the word black is when you have more money uh, in your bank than you have in your bills and in, in your you're in the black. That's a good use of the word black. When you're in the black, you're not in the red. And that means that you're on your way to financial freedom. So the podcast is called In the Black. It's for everybody. But we have a passion for African-Americans because, first of all, we're African-Americans. And secondly, uh, African-Americans rank lowest on all of the things that matter for peaceful, prosperous living. And we rank high on the things that are negative. And so we're trying to change that, especially as it has to do with money. We're in an interesting time now. The economy is growing, but many of us are stuck. We're told that the country is almost at full employment, but many of us can't find jobs. We're told that African-Americans will spend over a trillion dollars this year, yet many of us feel broke. And we have a resource in our community from Trenton, New Jersey, that really can help Anybody, anybody that's looking to increase and expand our financial position using technology. He's got a rich background. He is my personal friend, and he is a walking genius. If you'll just give him time and follow his advice. His name is Navarro Wright. Navarro, welcome to In the Black. We, we're happy to have you. Thanks for having me. I, I got to keep coming on because every time you... Uh... I hang out with you. Your intro for me is better than the last one. So I have a library of of, of Dr. Surya's intros for me that I use. Well, it's all I it's go. all true, so I, I, I get so frustrated because I read stories every day about people who start with virtually nothing and they they open a YouTube page or they get on Facebook Live and before you know it, they've got a whole brand an enterprise ha- having used technology. And I happen to know that you know how to teach people how to do that. First, give, give our listeners a little background on who you are, what you've done, how you've arrived at where you are today. Sure. So, you know, I've been blessed to be in this technology field for about 25 years. Uh, I was the chief technology officer at Black Entertainment Television for about six years, chief technology officer at Radio One for about three years. Uh, started a couple startups. One was globalgrind.com. Uh, and then, you know, for the past five or six years, I've really been focused on consulting celebrities, brands, and small businesses on how to leverage technology and the internet to, to grow their business, really wish what you're talking about. So I bring a lot of experience to the table, but really my, my true passion is really, you know, what we just mentioned is that getting people to understand that, you know what, there's so much opportunity out here in this space that it's a crime every day that someone's sitting around saying that, hey, I can't figure out how to create a better financial future for myself. 
because there's, there's multitudes of ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what happened to me, Navarro. I was in church one Sunday some years ago, and we were giving out scholarships to our graduating seniors from high school. And in introducing one of the seniors, I had information about him that included the fact that he had started a, uh, a um, YouTube page, and he posted a YouTube, and he had 500,000 views. And I decided that day in church that if a, if a kid in my congregation could do that, I was going to learn how to do a YouTube page. And I went home that afternoon, and I said, I'm not going to bed until I have a YouTube page. Uh, why is it, it it's so easy for some people, and it's seemingly so hard for others, to take advantage of these free tools that exist that can literally take you from your bedroom to the whole world? Yeah, so I, I think there's three levels to it. I think the one is that if you look from an age standpoint, you know, there's this whole concept of digital natives versus digital immigrants, okay. right? Okay. Uh, myself, uh, yourself, you know, we're digital immigrants, right? This stuff has come as we've gotten older, but we didn't grow up with it, right? We've watched it. Um, we've watched it launch in front of our eyes. You know, my daughter was doing a, a paper for her college, and we were talking about TiVo, um, and she didn't know what TiVo was, right? Mm -hmm. Because TiVo had launched and died before she even, you know, was old enough to realize what it was, but we saw those things happen. So right. I think that's the first problem, is that there's a large demographic of people who didn't grow up with it who are still grappling with how to understand it. I mm -hmm. think the second piece is, when you look at the digital natives, like you, you mentioned, you have a young person in your audience get a scholarship and they have 500,000, you know, subscribers or views on YouTube, it's because they're growing up with it, right? right? They're literally, you know, we have kids of every kid, no matter what their social economic background of high school age has a mobile phone, right? And so no other time in the history of our civilization has have people been so equally equipped with technology and the means to reach others. Now, the reason why I say that that's challenge number two is because a lot of times those young people, they use it in that one aspect, but no one's taught them of the tools that they can use it to create financial or opportunity for themselves, right? So they're using it and connecting the people more effectively than the digital immigrants, but they're still not looking at it as a means to create financial opportunity. Wow, that's, that's yeah. interesting. You know, once I, I read an article about text messaging and how the mobile um, phone companies discovered text messaging as an accident. They really didn't create the phone for texting, but now there's more texting than talking on these phones. To your point, these devices have much more ability than most people realize, and it takes uh, geniuses like you to help open our eyes and expand, expand our thoughts. You're doing that now. Tamika uh, Navarro goes around and helps small businesses with their strategies because, you know, the fact is, if you're busy trying to sell sneakers, you probably spent all of your time selling sneakers and, and you need someone website. else to help you think about how to sell sneakers online. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of the common challenges that you see in your work um, at the small business level? Because I think a lot of our audience kind of sits in that space that you just described. They have a product or a service that they do, and they're so focused on doing that that they can't see kind of the world that they're missing out on by not taking advantage mm -hmm. of technology. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is a, a fear of trying things that are different or foreign to them, right? Usually, you know, I, I call it the overhead trap. Most small businesses, 
when they when people decide to start a small business, they model it based on businesses that they know. And the reason why I call it the overhead trap is because most tried and true brick and mortar businesses are all about overhead. Mm-hmm. They're about buying a physical location in the most prominent place to get foot traffic because people believe that foot traffic is what's gonna grow your business, so you need to spend that money to be there. It's about buying inventory ahead of time and then spending all your time stressing about how do you get rid of this inventory. So it's all overhead related things, right? Now with all of that, if someone like me walks in the doors and says, hey, you know what, for $5 a day, you could reach a thousand people who are already looking for the products or services that you're selling, um, they're more reluctant to do that because it's foreign to them. So the biggest thing is, is having a fear of trying to do things different and exploring different options, right? Uh, and, and also what I, tell, what I tell a lot of small businesses are, you're already spending money. Let's look at where you're spending money, right? Some of them will put flyers out in the church park a lot on the weekends. Some yeah. of them will buy an ad in the newspaper. Some of them even buy an ad on the radio. But the reality is, in any of those cases, they have no idea or concept of if that dollar was successful in bringing them in money in. When I can run a Facebook ad and tell you exactly who clicked on it, how many times they clicked on it, how old they are, what demographics they're from, what other things they buy. So there's a wealth of information. And the beauty is that if you start down that path, you'll be able to get customers in while you're off doing something else. But the biggest challenge in that is people taking that step and saying, you know what, I may not understand this, but I need to move in this direction to be successful. You hit the nail on the head with that one. Well, that's exactly right. Technology is is really so invasive that it can be instructive as you look at the analytics that that means the, the, the details about people that connect with you online. Well, g- give us two or three examples of businesses that you've been able to work with, at least types of businesses you've been able to work with and they've been able to benefit from your guidance and your instruction. Absolutely. So I have one business that is uh, uh, two female entrepreneurs. One has 20 years experience in bookkeeping. She partnered with a younger woman who's about 27 years old and they started a remote book bookkeeping service and literally within 30 days, they were able to launch a page to promote their business, start running Facebook ads and started getting customers just because we targeted small businesses that were looking for those expertise and how they did that was literally propped up their phone and started giving bookkeeping tips um, about things people could do around tax time for small businesses and built that rapport. And then they were growing there. I have another client who wrote a book and she was actually published by a publishing house, but the publishing house didn't promote her well. And she was unhappy with the level of books that she sold. So we started running Facebook ads to target people who were interested in her book. And now within the last 80 80 days, she sold over a thousand books to people that otherwise she wouldn't have sold to by just running those ads. And I think she may have spent a couple hundred dollars in Facebook ads to do that. Um, So there's multitudes of opportunities. And the reason that people don't understand is, look, there are 2 billion people a month on Facebook alone. So if you're selling, you know, a thousand pieces of inventory, it's a lot easier to pull that audience from that 2 billion than it is from the 50 people who walk up and down the street in your town. Right. It's all numbers. Like people look at it from an emotional standpoint. I'm all about the numbers. If it, if it's going to take us 10% of a given audience to sell out, 
then we need to put it in front of as many people as possible to get to that 10% as fast as possible. Yeah. It's simple numbers. Now, Navarro. So with a lot of small business. Go ahead. But Navarro, now let's, let's be clear. You don't want people to just jump on Facebook, buy an ad. You know, there is a little science attached to Facebook ads. There's language, there's graphics, there's timing. Uh, break that down a little bit because I want people to understand that that you, you do need a little advice and guidance from someone like Navarro who knows the business. You know, don't just go on Facebook and spend $20 and expect to sell 10,000 books. Talk yeah, a little, so that, talk that's a, little a great point. It. Yeah. That's a great point. And, and the biggest, the way I can articulate that is a lot of people will come to me and say, well, I already run Facebook ads. I boost my post all the time. Right. And what they don't understand is that the boost post button, all it does is put it in front of more people who are already following you and liking you in the first place. Because the other secret people don't know is that when they publish something to Facebook or Instagram, even though if you have a thousand followers, a thousand of your followers aren't seeing that post. Mm -hmm. right. Because what Facebook and Instagram has done is created what they've called an algorithm to say, look, we're only gonna show this to the most active and engaged of your followers because the argument is, there's so much content being posted that if they showed you everything that everyone you followed posted, you would turn away because it's too much content. Mm -hmm. So to your point, a lot of small businesses will just start boosting posts thinking that they're selling. So the science behind it is threefold. One is Facebook has three levels as it relates to an ad. The first one is the objective. So I can go into Facebook and I can say, you know what, I want to target people in an audience who have based on your activity purchased things online before. And Facebook will only show it to people who, based on their activity, have purchased things before within any given target group. So I can pick an objective. I can say I want video views for my video if I'm an artist and I'm trying to just increase views to my new content. I can say I want link clicks if I'm a blogger or if I'm a content I have a small newspaper that I want more people to read my content. I can say, hey, I want conversions if I'm running a webinar or if I'm trying to get email addresses to build my email list. And it will literally, based on the algorithm and the data that it has, put your stuff in front of people to reach that dire, desired goal. The second level is the ad set level, which is all about targeting. So I can target by age. I can target by gender. I can target by location. I can target by device. And then I can target by interest. I can say, tell me your people who are interested in other businesses just like mine um, and you know that they're already interested in things that you're selling. I can tell them that in people interested in different products. I can break it down by ethnic group, by language. So at the end of the day, I can, if you know, if I'm selling a t-shirt and you know that that t-shirt is of interest to a certain demographic group, the beauty of Facebook ads, is if you know all the levels, is that you can target the person who's most likely interested to it. You'd rather be in front of a hundred people who are looking for your product yeah. than 10,000 people who don't care about what you're selling. Yeah. And then the last level is the ad itself. Everything you do on Facebook can be an ad. You post a video that can be an ad. You can post three or four photos as a carousel that can be an ad. You can post, even if you don't want to do video, you can post four or five photos, turn it into a slideshow and that's the video. I can go live on my phone right now. And as soon as I'm done, I can turn that video into an ad. The, the argument I give to people is that people pay, you know, $4 million for a 30-second spot on the Super Bowl, and they have no idea the, if that's going to be successful. You can reach the same amount of people at a, a hundredth of that amount on a regular basis, 
and know exactly who you're reaching and why. So that's the science. You're right. That's the science behind it and understanding why you're why you're putting ads in, who you're targeting and how much you're spending. But systematically, you can grow your business. The end goal is for every dollar you put in, if you get two dollars back. And I think any business owner listening can say that that's a great value proposition. If you tell me that I can put a dollar in and over time get two dollars back for that dollar, why wouldn't you continue to put more dollars in? Wow. This is Navarro Wright talking on the D-Free podcast in the black. I'm DeForest Sores. Tamika Stembridge is with me. Tamika, I, I am always mesmerized by how much Navarro Wright knows about what he knows. Right. He, he just taught, taught us more about Facebook. Now, Facebook isn't all there is. There's Instagram, there's LinkedIn, there's YouTube. I mean, there are all kinds of platforms. But he just gave us a sermon on Facebook that could make someone a millionaire. I'm just amazed. Absolutely, and there's more. Like you said, there's more out there. Um, My question is, what what do you think, if I was a business owner, and it may take a little bit more, I might have to hire you. If I'm running a business, what are the top three things from a technology standpoint I need to be considering? Like, what are the top three tech uh, websites or tech tools that I should be considering as a business owner? So I think the first one is um, that you wanna have um, what I call a landing page. And notice I didn't say a website. Um, mm-hmm. And what landing pages are is that they're singular po- pages that are focused on a specific outcome. So a lot of times you'll see a landing page that'll say, give me your name and email address for a 10% coupon. Or you'll see a landing page that says, hey, sign up for a different event. The, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people will try and will spend six months building a website mm-hmm. when at the end of the day, your user, you, then you have to find a way to get all of the people to that website. What a landing page does is I can post that on Facebook and give an offer, and people will come there and give me their email address. Now, the beauty is once I have your email address, I can market to you on a regular basis uh, as much as I want for literally almost no additional cost. I don't have to keep running ads to you because now I have your email address. So I think that's the first thing. There's a tool I use called ClickFunnels, which is basically a drag and drop landing page builder. And it has pre-built templates that literally within 10 minutes from people signing up, they can have a landing page and start getting customers. Because here's the thing, a lot of people start businesses without validating whether the business is viable or not. The reason why I tell a lot of businesses to create a landing page is right now, in your mind, your, your idea is great and valid, but you haven't put it in front of anyone. So create a landing page Put it in front of people you think might be interested. If they're willing to give you their email address, they've already shown interest. So you're getting what's called customer validation. That's the first tool. The second tool would be some type of email delivery service, right? You you may have heard things like MailChimp, Constant Contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really the reason why you want to do that is so that you have a place to keep and store that email list so you can start having constant interaction with those people that you're connecting to a tool i like to use is called active campaign because an active campaign again mm-hmm. i can drag and drop and create a sequence that if you tamika send me an email i can already have it set up that you're, you're going to get five emails over the next six days that tell you about my business that tell you about my mission that tell you why you should buy from me and then in the end give you an offer now i've done a week's worth of customer grooming with you while I'm off doing someone else. And then the last piece I would say is literally going back to the social network is to start building that presence and profile through consistency, right? Start posting content about your business, 
and most importantly, doing video. Right now, there's a battle in the social media space about who's going to win video. Is it going to be YouTube? Is it going to be Facebook and Instagram, who are the same company? Is it going to be Snapchat? So people are most reluctant to get on social media with video, but it's the, the easiest way for you to tell your story. If you own a restaurant, you can go live on your phone and walk people through. You can show them how you make your dishes. If you own you know, a, a, coffee, a, a coffee house, you can show them the value of coffee. You can walk them in about what their experience they're going to have. You can bridge those gaps. So literally those three things, people could start today and start building engagement in their business. So let's summarize, as you said, a landing page, video. Yep. A landing page, you should have some type of email. Email. Uh, it's called email automation software. Right. So it could be MailChimp, it could be Constant Contact. I use Active Campaign, And then lastly, video. you want to start working to actively build your presence on social, uh, on social media. I always tell people, if you have to pick one or two platforms, pick Facebook and Instagram. And here's why, because a lot of people will say, well, I hear a lot about YouTube. The difference is, is that YouTube is what I call a proactive activity. People go on YouTube to watch video. Right. They don't, they're not, the YouTube's not just sitting up on their mm -hmm. desktop, but almost everyone you know right. is on Facebook or Instagram at some point during the day. And what it allows you to do is interrupt that flow to promote your business because you've targeted them based on what we talked about before. Right, right. Well, listen, I am in awe, uh, and I guess it would be, it would be um, criminal if we did not tell people now how to contact you so that they could take advantage of your expertise. I mean, there, someone right now is just waiting with a pen or with, with an iPad or with a phone to write down, how do I reach this man? Because he is the link between where I am and, and where I know I'm destined to go. So say it very slowly. How do you want people to contact you? Where can people go to get a sample of what you do? Uh, just, just tell it straight because I don't want anyone calling me asking me to do for them what only you can do. <laughs> I appreciate it. So people can reach me uh, at my website, which is maxlevsolutions.com. That's M-A-X-L-E-V solutions.com. Uh, they could even email at info, I-N-F-O at maxlevsolutions.com. They can follow us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash maxlevsolution. And you'll see customer testimonials there. Uh, you'll see clips of trainings there, uh, sample information. And, and, you know, you guys have inspired me. I think I'm going to launch a podcast in 2018 um so i'm, I'm i mean 2000 yeah we're moving to 2018 i can lose track yeah. but yeah 2018 i'm gonna launch a podcast well just make you sure you have us on the show but, <laughs> right right absolutely and and, absolutely. and of course you you are a uh, trusted resource on our website we we will always put your content or your links on everything we do because you have the key you absolutely have the key for so many people who are both uh, immigrants and what you call us? Natives. Natives. Yeah. Digital, digital native, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm a native at heart, uh, although I'm, I'm an immigrant by age. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Just this conversation was really enlightening. It kind of takes our entire 
platform to another level, literally just thinking about how we can reach people and what we need to be doing. So thank you so much for joining us today, Navarro. This has been D Free in the Black. Our podcast, stay connected to D Free at www.mydfree.org and visit us online on all social media platforms, as Navarro just stated, at mydfree. We drop a new episode every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So look forward to having uh, more episodes. Thank you so much, Navarro, and have a great day. Thanks, everybody.